Phil, we are face to face. We are. To just prove to people that we actually like each other. Well, we do at the moment. Let's we can be in the same space at the same time. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, we're dealing with um, uh, this strange story immediately after the call of the disciples in Mark's gospel uh, of Jesus going to a synagogue and meeting a man with what's the the text says is an unclean spirit in Capernaum. Yeah. In, so, what are we doing with this text? Well, we, Paul, I reckon in actual fact, that this is not an accurate recording of a single encounter, okay, but is actually Mark packaging a whole lot of stuff all together. Because if yeah. you look within these, what do you got? Eight verses, you've got Jesus teaching, yep. Jesus healing, yeah, uh, Jesus demonstrating his authority, um, and then his fame spreading. Yeah. Now, all of that happens in eight verses. Now, I don't reckon it's a simple encounter of Jesus and a man in a synagogue. That lies at the core. Sure. But I think it's Mark actually setting out some of his themes for the rest of the gospel. Oh, look, I totally agree with you, and particularly coming after he is immediately called these disciples and we get this moment. How do you, are you on Walter Wink's idea of uh, encountering the powers in, in his books? You know, go on. Well, clearly what's going on in the whole story, if you want to summarise it, is an interplay of powers. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what's going on. And who's got power and where does it rest? Yeah. Uh, Jesus has got power in his teaching. He's got power to heal, yeah. uh, which in the first century world means he's operating at the next level of the universe. Yeah. There are five different levels. He's at the next level. Uh, so there's power coming from there, uh, almost from on high. And, of course, um, it's an incredibly sympathetic story because – this this poor fellow has got nothing to do except hang around in the synagogue, yes. hoping that uh, something comes to him. And Jesus, of course, in the story, is taking on the role of the scribes. It's not really his to go and unroll the scroll and start teaching about it. Yeah, um, I imagine that he's exercising a power there that is kind of questionable. Yeah. Uh, but when he does, people are going, "Well, you can hardly question that." Listen, yeah. listen to his teaching. It's it's so um, penetrating, so spot on. Yeah. Um, so you've got all of that bundled into one. We know Mark's very succinct. Yep. He wants to get to the story of the crucifixion, crucifixion and the resurrection. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all of this is really just setting up the story that he wants to tell. Yeah. So for Mark, almost healings, teaching, all the rest of it, they're almost incidental. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I wonder though that the fact that this takes place in a synagogue has some power to it in that. Um, you would imagine the synagogue in Judaism at the time to be the sacred place, the, the one place where the colonizing power of Rome was not present. And yet here is an unclean spirit. And yeah. if any, if Rome was anything, it was an unclean spirit in the life of the Jews. So here is an unclean spirit in the holiest place. You know, something is rotten in the state of Israel. It's got that sense about it. You know, that, that, um, that, that he's present in the, in the synagogue, which makes everything terrible, except that Jesus is also present yeah. and confronting the powers. There's well, something there, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we know he doesn't belong. Yeah. He's an outcast. Yeah. Um, in fact, he shouldn't be making himself present to people uh in the village. Yeah. Uh, he shouldn't be seen or what you know, like children in the in the old days, they should be seen and not heard. Yeah. Um, he should not even be seen. Um, so the fact that he's even there, I think, is uh demonstrates a desperation on the part of the men. Where yeah. else can I go? Where did yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Where did people with an illness in first century society go? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're not welcome anywhere really. Yeah. And of course, the unclean spirit is really, I think, in 20th, 21st century lingo, just 
unwell. Yes. Now we yes. don't know the nature of yeah. how he's unwell, but um, ill health was thought to be visited upon from the higher, the next rung yep. in the universe. Yeah. Uh, Melina and Rawborg make that very, very clear. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, so the question would be, where did people of his predicament go? Yeah. Well, I reckon he's like, he's like the man at the gate waiting for the dog scraps. He's hanging around the synagogue. Yeah. Just um, in the high hope that there might be something there for him. And of yeah. course, Jesus is. Yeah. Um, and you would be expecting Jesus to say, away from here. Yeah. But he doesn't do that. And I think, though, you're right about the it being a sort of an illness, but I think there's something in the fact, in the language that's being used there, because the unclean spirit says, what have you to do with us? Um, which I, th I think you could read as, here is a person whose body and spirit has been overtaken by something horrible, uh, and yet he's still present within it. There's still an yeah. us. Because there's this sort of a schizophrenic answer when he says, he says exactly, um, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? In other words, you don't belong here. I'm the power in control of things. You're just a, a hick from the yeah. back blocks. Uh, but have you come to destroy us? Um, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. It's as if the man is speaking through the Holy One of God, while the evil spirit, to use that language, is speaking through uh, who are you? Yeah. You know, I've got the power. And I reckon that there's that tussle in there that um, that is there in particularly with people who struggle uh, with certain mental illnesses. There's that thing where the illness overtakes and then where the illness recedes and the person comes to the fore again yeah. in all their humanness that's still there in this story. Yeah. 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 You're making me think at the moment now of uh, our foreign minister who stepped into the um, minefield that is Middle yeah. East politics, um, you know, where you are seen to be favouring the Palestinians or the Israelis in the middle of the Gaza yeah. war. And what did Penny Wong say? She said, remember our common humanity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a bit like Jesus. Yes, he's, I think you're right, yeah. He's recognising yeah. common humanity. Yeah. Um, but of course, there's much more to it than than just that. Not just the healing. There's the authority. It's almost. I think you're right in what you've identified. It's almost as if the man's illness poses to Jesus the question: What role have you got in all of this? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the answer is, well, I've got the role of healing you and setting you free and restoring you to full humanity. Yeah. It's uh, really about liberation, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Because he does cast out of the synagogue the evil, and so the. At a, a sort of geopolitical level, it's a casting out of the evil of of the empire, um, but done at the level of real humanness. Absolutely, and maybe that's where the idea of people saying he speaks with one with authority, uh, partly because he's doing it here now. This isn't a one day if we do the right thing, yeah, everything yeah. will be good. Or the old days, it was fantastic, you know, King David and the and the golden age. But, but this is happening here right now, uh, and it's a, a moment of real liberation for this person, uh, and I'm speaking into their humanity. That's a kind of a speaking with authority that that maybe is what the people are getting at when they respond in that way. Yeah, and, and of course, as well as that, they don't identify it just as with authority, but this is a new teaching. Yes. Like yeah. we, we couldn't have expected this. Yeah. You're a carpenter. Yeah. Uh, you're taking the scroll. Yeah. Um, What's going to happen yeah. here? Well, what happens is that the people, the man, beginning with the man, but all those uh, listening yeah. as well, they hear a new teaching. Yeah. Um, something new is breaking. 
Um, and Mark, I think in that he's setting up his whole gospel, gospel to come. Yeah. Uh, the next 16 chapters um, really depend upon a very simple pericope in the first chapter. Yes. Um, and as I said, you've got teaching, you've got healing, you've got authority. Yeah. Um, it's and all in one thing. All in one. Yeah, yeah. Mark is really, I mean, this is like, Act one, scene one, yep. setting up the whole rest of the play. Yeah. And you're going to remember this act for the whole rest yeah. of the gospel. Because there will be teaching, there will be healing, and there will be speaking with authority all the way through the rest of it. Yeah, and yeah. I think for, for first century witnesses, you're actually going to remember that episode back in the synagogue in Capernaum where it all started. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is all the fruition of that. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's good. We. We've drawn a fair bit out of that. It's a rich eight verses. It is. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you. And I will see you probably online not, somewhere. Online. Next down, time. The, down the track. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, mate.